Hello, this is Peter Bergman, and you're on Radio Free Oz. And get ready for the July 11th, 2011 edition of Everything You Know Is Wrong. Hey, how about those unemployment statistics? <laughs> Welcome to the double dip. Well, here's what's really giving President Obama a heartache, is that two years after the Great Recession is supposed to officially have ended, that's what all those economists told us at least, job prospects for young Americans remain historically grim. More than 17% of 16 to 24-year-olds who are looking for work can't find a job that's close to the 30-year high. And the employment-to-population ratio for that demographic, the percentage of young people who are working, has plunged to 45%. Under 50%, that's the lowest level since the Labor Department began tracking the data in 1948. And unemployment among recently returned veterans remains in the double digits. And it's poised to get worse as more soldiers return from Iraq and Afghanistan. So what are some of the reactions to this dismal jobs report? I took this off political wire. Here's three, I would say basically progressive economists, not radically left, but basically progressive. Paul Krugman, Nobel Prize economist, says the situation cries out for aggressively expansionary monetary and fiscal policy. Instead, however, all the political push is in the opposite direction. Yep. Ezra Klein, columnist for Time, says, we're not recovering, we're backsliding, and Washington is making it worse. The Federal Reserve has ended its underpowered QET program and has no plans to replace it with QE3, which sounds like luxury liners instead of a pump priming, uh, you know, program. Congress has ended a variety of stimulus programs, much, by the way, too small, and shows every intention of either moving immediately to austerity or nearly defaulting on the national debt, and then after causing economic chaos, moving immediately to some form of austerity. So, the two institutions capable of helping the economy lift itself up are instead pressing it to stay down. And then finally, there, well, there's Felix Salmon, financial journalist, says opinions of the budget deficit and the national debt differ. Some people think they're a huge and important issue which needs to be dealt with uh, in an urgent and serious way. Others think the whole thing is overblown. The debt is doing little, if any harm at all, to the U.S. economy. That's my take. But whatever side you stand on in this debate, it's downright bonkers to think that at the margin, government spending reduces job creation, while pushing for ever larger spending cuts is the way to be, in quotes, focused on jobs. That's right, that's the, what the GOP says, that's how we're focused on jobs. And finally, Steve Bannon, political writer and lead blogger for Washington Monthly. If our political system were in any way sane, we've got bonkers, now we've got sane, elected leaders would look at these numbers and conclude that the economy desperately needs a boost. Job creation should be the first and arguably only priority on the minds of policymakers. Instead, the only topic of discussion allowed in Washington is about debt reduction, which takes money out of the economy and makes unemployment worse. Well, enough said. Okay, remember Mitch McConnell, the minority uh, leader in the Senate, who said, and has said again and again, that his goal and the goal of the GOP is to defeat Obama in 2012, and he will do anything he can to make that happen, include, I believe, ruin the economy. Well, hey, the Republicans shun the deal of the century. Think about where Obama's at. 
by being straightforward and giving us a great health plan and a, a very legitimate stimulus, which was not anywhere near as great as it could be, and done some marvelous things. A very, really kind of great center president. He loses the entire house to the Tea Party and, and all of the angry white people, okay? So he doesn't have a house of representatives. He has the whole mood against him. He has no way of literally going FDR on this economy right now. He has to deal with these people and deal he's tried to do. Yes, as he said, the Democrats are going to have to take some, you know, some pain on this because this is on the table or that's on the table. But, but he's got to get the Republicans to, you know, to stop acting like complete ayatollahs. So he, he gets together this long-range debt reduction deal with all kinds of, you know, marvelous programs being slashed and they walk away because they won't raise one penny of taxes. You know, I used to believe that the Tea Party was not that strong. But you know something? The Tea Party, with the Koch brothers and all the other plutocrats behind them, have, are having a tremendous effect on the GOP. Look, the GOP not only refuses to raise any taxes, they won't cut an iota out of the defense budget. And Barney Frank says the military budget isn't on the table. The military are at the table, and they're eating everybody's lunch. Turning now to the DEA and the nine years it took them to decide whether or not marijuana should be taken off the restricted drug list and made prescribable, perhaps legalized, certainly not something that's going to put you in the slammer if you're caught with it, okay? Nine years and they finally came up with this decision. No, they're not going to take it off the A-list because it's addictive and because, as far as they're concerned, there's no known medical reason for taking marijuana. I don't know where these people come from. Yes, I do come to think of it. It's not about good science. It's about their paychecks. Because if you take marijuana off the table, well, somebody's going to lose their job. And uh, that just ain't in the future for the DEA. They would rather keep this whole medieval attitude alive about marijuana rather than step into the future and have to face the facts. Well, it's all part of our scientific illiteracy. They don't know that there's uh, medical reasons for taking marijuana. They've never heard of its effect on glaucoma just to begin with. Well, only 58% of Americans, as we know, uh, know with certainty what happened on July 4th, 1776, you know, Independence Day. Well, if you ask people under 30, only 31% of them know. Less than a third of people under 30 know what happened on July 4th, 1776. Where have they been? And fully 25% of Americans know that we seceded from someone, but they're not sure who. I mean, England doesn't pop to mind. And of course, this follows on the heels of other polls showing similar numbers of folks believing that we fought the Russians in World War II and beat them with the help of our stalwart German allies. Well, sig heil to that. And type in the words global warming and hoax into Google and you come up with 10.1 million hits. The polls are all over the map on this one, but they all show that rising numbers of Americans think climate science is fraudulent or exaggerated. That's up to 41% in one survey. Look, global warming is not 
marginal science. It is not cult science. It's real science. It's accepted across the board. You may disagree as to how much effect you think it's having, etc., etc. But to deny it as science basically puts you among the young earthers or the 18% of the people in America, 18% who believe the sun revolves around the earth. Oh, my. Well, I know for a fact that Radio Free Oz revolves around you, the listener, because without your attention and without your support, we aren't on the air. Money's been coming in in kind of a, a reasonable trickle, so I want you to go up to RadioFreeOz.com and donate. As we say, get on out of the free lunch line, and I'll see you on the next edition of Everything, Everything You Know Is Wrong. Is wrong.